like heart, where our goal is to give you hope and offer insight and encouragement so you can flourish in your journey as a special needs mom. Each week, Amy, Carrie, and Sarah will explore a theme and share an inspiring story, practical tips, and an encouraging blessing using our combined experience of over 30 years of parenting children with special needs. We hope that you've been enjoying the Take Heart Summer Interview Series. Thank you for listening to our podcast and sharing it with others. Hi, everyone. It's Sarah this week, and I am here with Becky Davidson. Becky is the co-founder and president of Rising Above Ministries, a multidimensional outreach to families impacted by disabilities. Rising Above serves and encourages each member of the special needs family by providing small group studies, virtual retreat experiences, community groups, and encouraging video messages, all available through an interactive app. Becky is passionate about supporting and encouraging special needs families. She co-authored Common Man, Extraordinary Call, Thriving as the Dad of a Child with Special Needs with her late husband, Jeff Davidson. Becky and her adult son with special needs, John Alex, lives in Cookville, Tennessee. Hi, Becky. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, Sarah. I am so glad to be having this conversation with you today. I have been looking forward to this for so long. So I'm really excited. And I just know that our listeners here are just going to get so much from this conversation. Um, so just tell us a little bit, let's just start. We, we went through all the things, but we're going to touch on more of that later, but I just want to start with what has been your journey so far? What is it about, you know, you have an adult son with special needs. What has been your journey with that? Well, like you said, I have an adult son, John Alex, who is 23 years old. And so I feel like I'm a, I'm a, in the veteran side of things now. I've been doing this a long time. Um, but John Alex, uh, when he was born, we had no idea about all of his unique needs. And as you know, the, the months progressed, we got one diagnosis upon the next. Um, and so he, right now, his diagnoses are cerebral palsy, autism, and epilepsy. A 24-7 care, non-speaking, uses a wheelchair, but he has a smile that lights up a room and just is a boy that is just, well, excuse me, a young man that is full of complete joy and just has completely transformed my life through his life. Um, And then four years ago, his dad passed away. So I have been doing this life these past four years as a widow and solo parent, um, which is a whole different ballgame. And so I've learned a lot about trusting in God through these, especially these past four years. Oh, I bet. I bet. And it's like you said, it just adds a different layer onto it, I assume. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So you've been through so much so far um, and continue to do so. What's one way your faith has grown as a result of this journey? How have you been changed? Well, I, you know, I grew up, I think I, I joke and I say, you know, I was, when I was born, I mean, like we were at church. If the doors were open, we were there. I went to Christian school. I went, you know, to Christian university and 
So my whole life, I have been a part of a church that's been a part of my journey. But until I had my son, and especially until I lost my husband, that faith was really surfacy. And I knew the stuff, you know, but I, and I lived it out. But until you are walking this life, when you are, you have no control, everything is completely out of your control. Then do you go, okay, I have got to trust that God is in control. And I, especially I think in this past year with all that's gone on in the world, you know, in light of COVID and you know, the, the fear and the worry and the concern and the lockdowns, um, I have truly come to embrace that God is sovereign, that God is in control. And, and though the world looks like it is utterly falling apart, things are really falling into place. And that God is, you know, this didn't take none of this, none of this took, about my life took God by surprise. He didn't just wake up and go, oh my goodness. Becky is now a solo parent and a widow in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, this this does not come to him by surprise. And so that can give me such great peace of going, no, this is the life God ordained for me. And he's going to equip me to be able to live out whatever comes my way. And so I think, especially in this last year, just coming to that realization of, no, this is really real. And, and, and that God is sovereign. God is in control. And that knowing that deep down in my soul, I can have peace when there's chaos swarming all around me. Right. Absolutely. I love that. Um, that you just said that you can have peace when there's chaos just swarming around you. And that Mm -hmm. is, it's almost like a, a little, you're just in your own little cocoon, especially that God has provided for you. nothing's changed on the outside. It's what changes on the inside. And it's just so vital for this journey. And, and I think that it's so important. Mm -hmm. And what I would love for the listeners to, to realize, and this is something I've touched on before is that it is so difficult and it, this isn't a surprise for God, our walk, our journey, all of the things that happen, it doesn't come as a surprise. And he can, like you said, he will equip us. And it's okay to be confused and to just say, okay, God, I know you can equip me. I have no idea what that looks like right now. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. But I know you will. And, um, so yeah. And I, I love that. Thank you. Um, you have been changed a lot also by the past four years. And, um, do you, do you think that your special needs journey and your widow journey, do those impact each other in a great, like a profound way? Absolutely. You know, I think, especially when you look at the grief component, you know, as special needs parents, we are grieving anytime there's a milestone missed, anytime there's some, something uh, that we see someone else's child doing that our child will never be able to do. You know, you grieve those things, that life you didn't have. Well, then now I grieve the life that I had with my husband and the, the loss of my husband. And, uh, you know, so, so it actually, a lot of the things that I learned about grief through being a special needs parent honestly helped me through the grief process with my husband, you know, learning how to look at things through God's eyes and through his lens. You know, a lot of people look at me and they go, I don't know how you're 
functioning, how you're, you know, how are you still going? How are you doing? And I would go, it is not me. It is only through what God has done and me just going, okay, God, I don't get that. You know, now I will tell you, I have yelled at God. I have screamed at God. I have been angry at God over what has happened in my life. But I always come back to that. God, you are sovereign. You are in control. I trust in you. For some reason, this is part of your plan. And so I think almost the special needs journey in some strange way prepared me for being a solo parent and for that grief of that loss. Um, but again, it's it's you can just like with the special with the special needs parenting part of it. You have a choice to make. You have a choice to make as to whether you're going to be angry and bitter and mad or whether you're going to offer that up to God and go, how can you use this? Will you please use this for some greater good? Same thing with the loss of my husband. I was mad. I was angry. And I, and I went through this season of going, you know, I don't like you. I don't trust you. I mean, like I literally <laughs> yelled out at God. I don't trust you. And then my husband's own words, I'm standing in my kitchen. This was about a month after he passed away. And I'm yelling at God going, I can't pray to you because I don't trust you. And then my husband's own words come back into my mind. And he had this saying that he would, that he would say, especially in the latter part of his life, when you feel you cannot trust God's actions in your life, you must trust his heart. And in that moment, I heard him, my husband's words, and it was like, okay, God, I may not like these actions. I may not like what's going on, but I trust that your heart for me is good. And so I'm going to trust that for whatever crazy reason, I may never see this side of heaven, but your plans are good and I'm going to trust you in that. And so that has given me this like, okay, deep breath. And then I'm able to walk this out. Where if I was holding on to all that bitterness and anger, and I, I would not be able to care for my son. I wouldn't be able to be in full-time ministry. I would be a wreck. So it's just kind of offering yeah. that up to God to say, use this as you will. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And I, I love your husband's words. When you can't trust his actions, you must trust his heart. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be using that, by the way. Um, and... <laughs> there you go. Just, and just like you said, with with all of the doubts and the anger and you know, I just I always I just want to stress this to so many people is I've had people too just like, I don't know how you do it. How do you I just don't know if I can ever get there with God. And I'm like, um, you know, get to that place mm -hmm. of peace with them. I'm like, oh, it's not it's a journey, like any relationship. And this yes, is how absolutely. I always tell people is with any relationship. I love my husband. We've been married for 24 years. I've known him since I was 14 years old. We, and I love him dearly. We fight and it's those fights. And when we sit down and we discuss and we hash things out, not always in the best way, but we do. It's in those moments that we grow. And I believe it's in those moments when you say, God, I'm angry. I do not like you right now. I'm angry. It does not make sense. But I know mm -hmm. I trust you. And and sometimes that's all you have to go on. Right. But that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and you you have to settle it in your heart. You you have to settle that peace in your heart. You know, you have to know deep in your heart who God is. 
and and know that he is sovereign. He is in control. And and then, but if you don't have that settled, then anything that comes at you, you're just going to be tossed. You're going to be tossed in those waves. So yeah. Yeah. And like you said that you wouldn't be able to take care of your son and do and be in ministry and all of the things that you know that you're being called to do. And one of the things is if we become, I've said it before that if, if I become a victim of my son's diagnosis, he stands no chance of not becoming a victim of it as well. And whether or not they're verbal, nonverbal, ambulatory, non-ambulatory, you are their biggest mm-hmm. advocate and you are their biggest teacher. And, oh, it's going to bleed off occasionally. Don't get me wrong. But um, for the most part, they'll follow you. And if you are honest yeah. with God and you trust, but you trust them, they'll, they'll see that and they'll, they'll be able to mimic that. So wonderful. Mm-hmm. Love it. So yeah, what is, what is one thing about your child and, or, or your life as a special needs parent? that gives you true joy? You know, it's actually seeing the true joy that just spills out of my son. I mean, my son is like, you know, non-speaking. He's in a wheelchair. He can't go and do the things that would bring, you know, you would think would bring a 23-year-old joy, you know, going out with friends, Mm -hmm. going and doing those kinds of things. But my son lives in this place of joy. I mean, honestly, if you see him most all the time, he has a smile on his face. He is content. He is happy. He is not concerned about all the craziness that's going on in the world. He knows, hey, my mom's going to take care of me. Um, I have everything that I need. I am safe. I'm happy. And that's all that he cares about. He always wants to be with me. And so when I see that in him, boy, how can you not be filled with joy? You know, I look at so many things he's taught me over his 23 years of life. He's taught me more than any other teacher mm-hmm. I could have ever had just by watching him go through his life. I'm just telling you, if I, if my life, um, if I were not able to do what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it, if I could not communicate to someone what I needed or wanted, I would be one frustrated, angry person. And so I think looking at him and seeing the, ex- I mean, he's just this best example. I hear that from so many people, like, just look at him. He's so happy and so content. And I, you know, I joke, I was like, when I grow up, I want to be like John Alex because I, you know, just to be not concerned about the things of this world and just like, okay, I'm, God's going to take care of me in his mind. Mom's going to take care of me. And so when I see him living out this joyful life in the midst of, what he goes through in the midst of what's going on in the world. Oh my goodness. I can't imagine not having um, him the beautiful way that he is in my life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that is, that's so true. I've heard so many people say that their biggest joy comes from their child and what they've learned from them. And it's hard in the midst of all of the daily to do's and all of the daily tasks and the heartache of just stopping and taking all of that in. And I love, I love that reminder. So thank you yeah. for that. Um, so we always, we here at Take Heart 
one of the most important aspects that we think of being a special needs mom is that connection. So what is one piece? And I know you are going to have more than one. And so I'm just going to let you talk because guys, she has (laughs) so much to offer. I am so excited. Um, But like, what is one piece of encouragement you could give our listeners in the topic of connection? Well, I want to touch on two different things. And one piece is the connection to God, because like, if I didn't have that, I honestly, I would be curled up in the corner, not being able to function. And I haven't always done a real good job um, making that a priority, you know, because it's, you know, there's therapy and there's food to cook and there's things to do. And there's, you know, we all have this long list of things that we have to do. And truth Truthfully, that has not always been like, okay, I'm going to do this first thing in the morning. It's been, ah, if I got time, I'll fit that in or whatnot. And so part of my community group, one of my groups of friends, we at the beginning of this year all started doing the Bible recap together, which is through, you can do it through version, And there also is, there's a, a podcast that goes along with it. And so we're all reading along together. Some of us are in different spots because life happens, but every morning, like literally, I wake up first thing, and that's the first thing that I do before I even get out of bed is, and, and for me, quite honestly, I listen, I listen to the Bible reading. Um, I'll put it on, it's still dark, you know, it's 4.30 in the morning, and I will listen to whatever the Bible reading is for that day. It's all laid out for you on the version app. And then I'll listen, there's a podcast that recaps it all. I cannot tell you what the change that has made in me, I have this, this desire that I've never really had before about getting into the word. Um, because it totally explains just this little snippet of what you've read. And so I can't recommend that high enough. I, I do that. That's the first thing every morning that I do. And, and so having that first thing in the morning connection with God, praying another thing that I try to do and I'm not always successful, but is on my ride to work in the mornings when I'm coming to, to the rising above office, I turn everything off, no radio, no nothing. And it's kind of like, that is my moment to pray, try to hear from God, try to try to quiet myself. It doesn't always happen, but I try to do that. Um, <laughs> but, but that connection with God has to be first place in my life. Um, some days I do better than others, but Mm-hmm. I can't stress enough. You cannot make it on this journey as a special needs mom without filling yourself first so that you can pour back out to others. You, you, you will not be able to love and serve your family if you are not filling yourself with the truth of God's word. You cannot do it. I can't stress that enough. And I know you agree with that, Sarah, that it's just like you cannot walk out this journey. If that is not a priority. It's just it's, you, you, you will not survive successfully. You just won't. So, and then the second piece of that is, is community with others. And, you know, in light of all the restrictions and COVID and, you know, we haven't been inside a church building. My son hasn't in, in over a year, you know, we're, we're still doing online church. And so how do you make that work? You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm so tired of zoom groups. I'm so over it. And I get that. But I'll tell you, through Rising Above, we have community groups that meet all throughout the week. I'm part of two different groups where we're studying the Bible together. And 
we, I have moms, I have made some amazing friends through the different groups. I have friends in California. I have friends in Arizona. I have friends in New York and New Jersey and Boston and Louisiana, all over the country. And yes, face-to-face is always best. It's always best, but you can find community through Zoom as well. Uh, And so I just, for people who are struggling uh, making that happen, I cannot stress that enough to find a way to make it happen. And and I also have a group of friends, I'm actually getting with them tonight, that are local friends. Some of them are special needs mamas, some of them are not. And we kind of formed this friends group right after my husband died. We all knew each other, but the group just kind of came together in this very organic, crazy way. And um, so we're we're meeting together tonight in person. And and so you you can have both and still have that that deep, rich community. You cannot do again, this is one of those things. It's just vital to our life as special needs parents to have other people speaking truth into us, to have other people who understand and get our life, who can pour into us for those days. Some days it's going to be me that needs someone pouring into me. And then some days it's going to be me pouring back out into someone else. And so it starts with that God piece and letting God fill you up so that you are then able to share. But, you know, I cannot say enough about the importance of finding that group of people who you can be raw and real and vulnerable with and share those things. So when the enemy's lying to you saying, ah, oh, you're a bad mom, or, oh, you should have done this differently. No, then someone can come and speak truth and you go, that is not the truth. Here is the truth. So find that group of people if you do not have them. So good. So good. Because that is, it's so vital to have those people that can say, no, you are not a failure. No, that is, like you said, that is the enemy talking into right. you. That is not. So you need somebody to counteract that because the, right. the enemy will talk to you and the enemy will tell mm-hmm. you how horrible you are. So it's vital to have those with you. And I, I appreciate so mm-hmm. much about, um, and by the way, guys, we're going to have all of this that she's talking about. We're, we're going to have this link to in our show notes. So um, you can find links to all of this. So um the Bible recap. I cannot wait to check that out. And so whenever you were talking about community community with others, one of the things that stood out to me so much was that you said that the groups come together organically. And I think that that is Mm -hmm. such an important piece to talk about um, because I think in order to love well, you have to slow down and you have to really pay attention and be intentional with your relationships. Mm -hmm. And that includes the new ones and the soon to be relationships. And just to take the time to say, okay, let's see where this goes. And if it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't go anywhere, but you're not ever going to know if you don't try it. And so there's connections that I've made that I thought, oh my gosh, this is it. And it's not. (laughs) And then there's connections that I had no idea. Like, it sounds like with you, you didn't know what it was going to come out of it, but you're so grateful that you took that chance to lean into those other people. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's been life-giving and, and that group started, you know, just out of a need that I had and just, it just slowly piece by piece, different people came in to this, to this group. And now I can't imagine doing life without them. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. here recently, about two weeks ago, um, one of our, there's eight of us 
and one of our eight actually passed away. Um, she got I'm sick so and with and passed away. And so we we as a friend group are are grieving that loss. And that that's kind of why we're getting together tonight is to to share memories of our friend and and process through that. And so you have to have people that you can do life with for the funny times when you want to laugh and share, you know, share those great times. But there's also those sorrowful moments that you need to have an, especially needs families. You know, we, we can come up with a million and one excuses as to why we can't have community. Oh, I can't because of, you know, my child's behavior, or I can't because of this. There is a way to make it happen. We are create. I mean, like who else? We special needs moms are like the best at coming up with ways to help our children and ways to make right. things happen for our kids. But we need to be brave and do that for ourselves. You know, do it for right. yourself. You that means so. Like a lot of times, my group meets at my house because of childcare. You know, or, or whatever. And so you can find. You know, you can make up all the excuses you want. There's a way to make it happen. And so. Um, I can't encourage you enough. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, um, I'm laughing because I, I think sometimes I can be the queen of that because I'm like, oh my gosh, I just have so much to do. And sometimes it's just, yeah, I'm tired. I'm so tired. I just want right. to nap. If I have time to do anything, I just want to sit down and I get so rejuvenated. I get more rejuvenated by those that speak into my life mm-hmm. that God just, I, I, my, co, you know, the co-host on this podcast, for instance, I know without a shadow of a doubt that God gave them to me as just, they're a gift to me. And that, that's how I view that. And if I am so tired, they'll rejuvenate me more than a good nap will. So, and it's that, that we're not meant to do this life yeah, alone. Just absolutely. like you said, it's, we are, agree more. we're built for community. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. Such good stuff. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to have a lot to say on that. And I'm so glad that you did. So I always love <laughs> asking the question. Um, if you could go back and give yourself any advice at the beginning of your journey, what would that be? Well, I so wish that I had someone had told me, hey, you're John Alex's mom first. You are not the therapist. You are not the teacher. You're his mom. And, you know, I, I honestly, I was I was a former school teacher before my son was born. And so, you know, lesson plans and all that was just part of who I was. And so when my son was born, <laughs> I literally got a lesson plan book and I was writing out, you know, writing out what we were going to do every single day. And all that is good and all that is important. But I missed out moments of just being his mom and just going, no, we're not doing therapy today. We're going to go out on the swing. And and even though that would have been part of therapy too, but we're going to do something you want to do. There were so many days I looked at him and he was so frustrated. And so, you know, he just wanted to be a kid. And I'm not saying therapy is not important. I'm not. Yes, there are things we have to do to help our child along. But just remember, you're a mom first. That's your first role. That is your God-given role is to be the mom and the nurturer for this for this child. And so I wish I'd known that. Now, the best piece of advice that someone gave me, I think moms need to hear as well. And, and my sister told me when John Alex was a 
little guy, we were just getting all his diagnosis in and trying to navigate all this. And she told me, she said, Becky, you will set the tone for how people respond to John Alex. And she was so right because I'm going to determine how people respond to my son. I'm going to say uh, how, how they are to treat my son. If I am always like, oh my goodness, this is so hard or Oh my word, I can't believe I'm all the you just wouldn't believe all that I have to do. Then you know what? People are gonna look at my son as a burden. They're gonna look at my son as, oh my goodness, their life is so hard. I can't, you know, but I want them to hear, oh my goodness, look at him smile. Look at that, he just grins from ear to ear. He is the happiest child ever. You know, there was a story I tell <clears throat> we were in the grocery store one time. It was after church on a Sunday and I had my son with me and he's in a wheelchair. So I'm pushing him. I'm pulling a cart behind me. And those moms who've done that, you know, how many times have you hit your heel with the grocery Amen. cart in the store? You know, you know what I'm talking about, but you know what I mean? It hurts. Man. And, and so I'm there and there's a, there's a sweet lady. It does. I know. It's like, if you haven't experienced that, you just don't know what we're talking about. But anyway, but this sweet sweet older lady, she just looks at me and she was like, oh my goodness, I don't know how you do that. And I had a, I had a split second to think about that. And I was like, okay, John Alex can hear this conversation. And so I don't want to say anything that's going to hurt. You know, he, he has, even though he's non, non-speaking, he has feelings. He knows what's going on around him. So I just looked at her and I said, you know what? I said, it is really not that hard. I said, we have a system. He is a great shopper you know, whatnot. And she looked at me like I was crazy. Um, but I was like, no, I'm going to set the tone. I'm going to set the tone for this conversation. And so that has been honestly the best piece of advice that anybody gave me. And so that's what I now pass on to others, because it's so true that wherever we are, we are, we are determining how people are gonna, going to respond to our child by our actions and by how mm-hmm. we respond. So those are my two and I love it. Uh, one of the things that I know um, in our special needs ministry in our church, one of the very first questions we ask, other than what's their name and age, is we ask, what makes your child awesome? And so I always tell my moms that are just starting on this journey, mm-hmm. always yeah. keep that in mind. And so I love how you said you are going to set the tone yeah. um, for how people respond to your child. And if your life is always such a burden. They're going to respond to your child that way. So that's, oh my gosh, that's so good. We could end the podcast right now. Um, (laughs) That's so good. Um, (laughs) Oh, but I have more. (laughs) I I know. I know. And we could go, I wish I, I wish I had hours to talk to you. Um, So tell us where can we find you? You are part of rising above, like we said before, but uh, just let us know, how can we get in touch with you? How can we, how can we pull from the resources that you have created and that you're a part of? Well, uh, like you said, I'm part of Rising Above Ministries. My late husband, Jeff, and I started Rising Above back in 2005 out of the life of John Alex. And it's amazing to see how this ministry has grown and changed over the years. And, you know, in light of COVID, we, we took almost everything that we do and it's now online. And I'm just telling you, what whatever you need as a special needs family for spiritual encouragement, you will find on our website. So our website's risingaboveministries.org. 
You can find all kinds of information there about us. But the cool thing that came out at the beginning of 2021 was we now have an app. And it's a free downloadable app where you will find, I, I mean, encouragement, encouraging videos, encouraging memes, encouraging blogs, anything to help you on this journey as a special needs parent, it's there. Anything to help you spiritually, it's there. We also have a prayer wall where we have people all throughout the week who are praying for our family. So if you have a child, you know, you're having behavior issues, we, you, it's amazing the different things that families have left on the prayer wall to be prayed for. And then you get an email when someone's prayed for you. And so it's, it's a great resource. You can find that in uh, the app store through Apple or through Google play. And it's just rising above ministries and you, you will find, you'll find the app there. So I highly recommend downloading that. Now we also have small group curriculum. So if you are, if you have a small group through your church or with a group of moms or a group of dads, you know, whatever, we have goodness about 12 different series available on our website with more being added all the time. Uh, so you can check that out. It's that would walk you through like a six week, seven week series on a different topic related to special needs life. Uh, we also have, which I mentioned before, our online community groups. We have community groups for dads. We have I'm part of one on Sunday afternoons that's moms and dads where we like actually take a book of the Bible and we're studying that book of the Bible. Uh, we So we have groups that meet all throughout the week for whatever hopefully would work for you. And then we do events. We do events for moms, events for dads, events for married couples. This year we're adding an event for siblings because so often the siblings get overlooked. So it's called sibling celebration. And we're just going to honor and celebrate the siblings. And so just so many different things that are available. Again, like previous events that we've hosted, you can download the video content. You can find all that on our website. But I think something that is one of the most favorite things that we do as a ministry is something that we have coming up this summer called By the Brook. And By the Brook is a weekend for moms of individuals with special needs or chronic illness where we pour into the moms with hope and truth and encouragement and a lot of fun. And uh, it's just a great, great weekend. Last year, because of COVID, we used to host it in person here where I live. And we'd have moms from all over the Southeast who would come to Cookville for this event. But last year we had to go online. And what we saw was we grew. I mean, like we had moms from almost every state in the U.S., six countries outside of the U.S. And we saw that we were able to reach so many moms who had wanted for years to come to the event here live, but couldn't. We were now able to serve them. So we had pockets of moms who met in churches. We had pockets of moms. We had one group who went camping together and watched it, watched the content together and did the retreat together. We had moms who went to hotel rooms. We had, I mean, just all different kinds of things where they could still have a getaway and make it fun. So that's coming up on June 25th and 26th. And we are so excited about that. And you can find out all the information on our website or on our app of how you can sign up for that. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, and again, we'll have links to things in the show notes too. So it'll be really easy to get in contact with her. And I know I've personally used the resources that you have many times and I, I always appreciate it. Um, so just the work that you're doing is so beneficial and we just thank you. And I 
have thoroughly enjoyed our talk today. Thank you so much. And I, we wish you the best of luck and just mainly, (laughs) mainly, well, out of selfishness too, we just wish you the best of luck so you can keep serving us special needs moms and dads, but we do wish you the best of luck. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Take Heart. If you are loving our podcast, would you do us a favor and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to? You can follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Take Heart Special Moms. If you have any questions or comments or would like to share your story with us, follow the links in our show notes. We love hearing from our listeners.